Peace, peace. We are back once again with Masterminds with Brother Shemel. I am your host, Brother Shemel, and it's good to be back. It's a new year, new season. Uh, took a little hiatus, but we are back, and I'm glad to be back uh, with you all to share some information, share some thoughts, um, some insights that I hope will be useful to you in some way, shape, or form. Um, and definitely, before I begin, as always, I'd like to thank each and every one of you who have continued to support me, those who supported me from day one, um, those who recently come along the way and show support. Uh, I'm definitely thankful for all of those who, uh, particularly as of recently, um, have shown support by purchasing books uh, online. Uh, of course, if you are interested in getting my books, you can go to my website, shemel.com. That's S-H-E-M hyphen E-L.com, where you can purchase my books, um, videos of my lectures, um, and other materials, shirts, and things of that nature. So you're welcome to check it out. Uh, you also get an opportunity uh, to access a free online course lesson. It's a brief introductory lesson. Um, again, just piquing the interest of those who may want to continue and show support by uh, participating in a course. Um, I've put the course on hold. Um, the uh, what you call it, the mass um, the mind mastery uh, meta mind mastery. I've put it on hold, but um, again, that is tentative to the support and the insight and the feedback from you all. If you want it, you know, if y'all let me know y'all want it, then we'll get it popping. Um, if not, that's fine too. Uh, I will continue to go ahead and share with you via my podcast, as well as my YouTube. You know, definitely, I appreciate everyone who's who has subscribed, followed, and shared videos. Uh, the subscribership, of course increased since um, tr- dramatically since my interview that I did with Asir the Duke of Tears. Shout out to Asir the Duke of Tears. And I'm still open to do more interviews. Um, I'm thinking of some names right now that I may reach out to for this year and get them on and provide y'all with some more uh, dynamic interviews. So with that, um, until then, I'm just going to do what I do and, and just share my thoughts with you. So the title of this particular, this particular episode is Heal Thyself. And as always, I'm going to start with a reading, a short reading from the Circle 7. And I'm actually only going to read one verse because it kind of sums up everything. And this is from chapter 38 in the circle seven, which is holy instructions from the prophet, the soul of man. Um, actually, I, for those who uh, may not be familiar, 
You can go back to my previous episodes. I have an entire episode dedicated to this particular chapter, The Soul of Man, where I just go ahead and give a metaphysical breakdown of this chapter because it's really deep. But here I'm just going to read the first verse. And it says, The blessing, O man, of thy external part is health, vigor, and proportion. The greatest of these is health. What health is to the body, even that is honesty to the soul. So I wanted to say that to kind of set the stage for what I'll be speaking on, which is healing. Uh, We know that we're in a day and time where many of our loved ones are dealing with some challenges, you know, pertaining to illnesses, viruses, you know, they say it's that season right now for that to happen. And definitely, um, it's definitely evident, you know, I I know many people who have, uh, come down sick, Eve, I'll be totally transparent. Even my wife and I, um, some weeks ago, you know, you know, got sick, but we're well now, you know, I'm thankful and grateful for that. And it was a definite, it was a definite concentrated healing process, self-healing process. I tell you that I did not go to any hospital. I'm thankful for that. You know, I know there are those who had to have gone to hospitals, um, but, you know, did not have to do that. I went through the period of fasting, specific type of fasting and also combined with uh, certain things that I did to go ahead and um, speed up the healing process because your body naturally is inclined to it's designed to heal itself but you know it needs assistance and a lot of things we have to do in terms of changing our habits to assist in that because you know, as I learn, I'm learning every day that many of our habits actually work against the healing process, um, against us from preventing to receiving um, any illnesses. You know, there are those who don't get ill because they've taken the right steps, but also there are those who may get sick and then they don't stay sick long because of they did the they did the prepping work prior to that so i want to get into that so you know a lot of times we hear especially for those of us who are part of the moorish paradigm we we hear the term know thyself a lot you know know thyself um, study thyself but not as much do we speak upon heal thyself healing yourself What does it mean to heal yourself? What does it mean to truly be healthy? What is the first foundation in healing and health? Because the word healthy, healing, uh, healthy and um, health, the root word in that is heal, right? So what does that mean? So I want to kind of dive into that, you know. Um, 
I'll probably be going into some writings. Um, I may go into my own book, uh, What is the Higher Self? Because, of course, that speaks on some things pertaining to uh, the spiritual access of the of the human where we can get a, a better comprehension of ourselves. So one of the things that I like to speak about, and I've spoke about this before, is that, you know, in essence, everything is energy, you know. Um, in other words, even in the physical world, we're looking at vibrations of energy, slowed down vibrations of energy um, into forms of what we call matter, right? And in the Circle 7, the chapter 1, it actually expounds on that. Knowing and studying chapter 1 gives you the basis and the foundation on which to grasp that, um, particularly when it speaks about the planes, you know, such as when it speaks about, for example, when it says the human seed that came forth from the heart of Allah was full ordained to be the Lord of the plane of soul and of the plane of things made manifest. So Allah, the husbandman of everything that is, threw forth his human seed into the soil of soul. It grew apace. And man became a living soul. And he became the Lord of all the kingdom of the soul. Hark, now let every creature hear. The plane of the soul is but the ether of the spirit plane vibrating not so fast. And in the slower rhythm of this plane, the essence of life are manifest. The perfumes and the odors true sensations of the awe of love manifest right so the plane of the soul is but the ether of the spirit plane vibrating not so fast so now that speaks about how planes vibrate at different rates some faster than others some slower than others right and the plane of things may manifest is of the slowest vibration so to speak I always use the analogy of liquid solid gas right solid liquid gas I should say solid being the lowest um, vibration of matter right the most dense and then comes liquid and then gas which is the least dense right so that density becoming more dense is actually the fall of man as spoken about in chapter 11 you know it speaks about that the, that particular um, where it says the ethers became more dense and all the creatures of these planes were cloaked with coarser garbs of flesh which men can see and thus the coarser manifest which men call physical appeared and this is what is called the fall of man but man felt not alone for protoplasts and earth and plant and beast were all included in the fall the angels and the cherubims felt not their will were ever strong and so they held the ethers of their planes in harmony with Allah right so you have something that's called harmonium now the question is asked in the Moorish questionnaire 
what is the higher self? And the answer is the higher self is the mother of virtues and harmonies of life and breathes justice, mercy, love, and right. There's something called harmonium, and we have to grasp what harmonium in is. Now remember, you're dealing with one great sea of vibrating energy. It's just that vibrating energy has different emanations that vibrate at different frequencies. Okay? So we once we know this, okay, this explains everything in terms of health as well as illness okay so just think about it like this um in our let's say in attaining harmonia many normal everyday things you know they have an elevating influence on us and help us approach that desired state of harmonia of harmony right being in our higher self right we love to laugh we like you know we like to be loved we like and you know we love receive love we give love you know we like to have joy you know what i'm saying we like to be we like to be healed healthy and in our desire to be healthy we want to see others healthy when you get into those higher stage of consciousness where you don't want to harm anyone you want to help people because the question is asked what does the lower self breed and the answer is hatred slander lewdness murder theft and everything that harms so the opposite of harming is helping right so if you want to help people you want to see people succeed you want to see them well you want to see the smile on their face then that's coming from your higher self right as opposed to the lower self which focuses on the negative okay so like for example we have to realize that we love beauty we love to see things that are beautiful especially in nature this is part of harmony right um like i said laughter that's why it's great to um watch comedy you know your favorite comedian that laughter is a healing factor as well you know um so for example one thing you can do that is designed to correct a con- condition that may be negative right um is designed to accomplish the opposite right is to basically be relaxed okay and basically learn to um train your mind to redirect its energy because you're dealing with the law of polarity right it's important to be relaxed it's important to take deep breaths inhaling deeply through the nose exhaling out through the mouth right and what this allows you to do is to stay relaxed and once you can be relaxed you'll be more in the control in, in controlling your thoughts so you want to maintain harmony at all times so that is important okay so if you think about it um uh, there was a 
profound thinker who spoke about um, the ills of humanity and said, nowhere in human thought is the darkness greater than in connection with the laws concerning disease and death. Now think about that for a moment. Nowhere in human thought is the darkness greater than in connection with the laws concerning disease and health. Now, one of the greatest factors that contribute to bad health is fear. Fear. Anger too. Negative emotions have a direct correlation to your physical health. How you think, how you feel has a direct correlation to your physical health. That's why it's always to your advantage to be in a positive state of mind. Even when circumstances around you may not be ideal. You get it? Because that is one of your best defense. Because your body emits certain hormones, adrenaline and things of that nature when you're in certain emotional states and you got to be conscious of that. Okay. Um, it gives you a certain, it gives you a certain, um, uh, chemical that will be emitted when you're having extreme joy, right? Um, what they call it, dopamine, or when you have that fight or flight situation, adrenaline. So one is more positive, one is more negative. You have the ability to control that secretion within your own body that will help you or harm you. You should want to be helped. So, so when you consider how media plays a role in putting out a lot of negativity then it's understandable so to speak why so many people um, can actually think and feel themselves to a way to sickness and death right fear and anger it will cause that the chaos you want to stay away from chaotic thinking from chaotic feeling as much as possible and that's key as much as possible sometimes you can't avoid it and uh, I put up a post on my Facebook group uh, which is the Masterminds Facebook group where I said I'm paraphrasing that being positive doesn't mean that you don't have negative thoughts it's that the negative thoughts don't control you because we get tens and thousands of thoughts going through our mind on any given day. What you connect to and the thoughts that you connect to and resonate with, you actually give life to. So you want to give life to positive thoughts. Okay. Um, another thing is food. Absolutely food. Um, getting into my personal story, uh, when I recently fell ill, and this is always a this is always a procedure. This is not like new that I've done. This is my routine. If ever I get into that situation where my body is off, 
I went and fasted. I immediately got into fasting. And the type of fasting that I do is a liquid fast, primarily a water fast. Primarily a water fast. I would say 90% water for me. And like I said, everybody has their their go-to. And I'm not saying this is this works for everybody, but you definitely want to be hydrated. So 90% water, 10% uh, juice and herbal tea. You know, uh, for me, it's more herbal tea than juice. But, you know, as time goes along, I'll get more juice and then I'll transition into fruit and then the other foods as well. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that many of the foods that we normally eat, and that's why I'm reevaluating what I eat now, many foods that we eat make us predisposed to a lot of things because they actually weaken the immune system, right? And when you're healing, what you're actually doing what you should be doing is assist the immune system to rebuild itself because it's in a process of rebuilding because it has to create the antibodies to fight off the viruses if it's a virus that you have you catch what i'm saying so if the immune system is weak it now has to build itself up and fight to build up the antibodies so because you didn't have enough antibodies to begin with. So now it's important that you don't, uh, while you're going through that process, while you're in a unhealthy state, feed yourself with foods that are counterproductive to that process of your body building the antibodies. So fried foods, you know, fast food, um, like I said, sugary foods, salty foods, high in sugar, high in salt, high in um, omega-6 oil. Not omega-3. Omega-3 are good. But at omega-6, right, um, th- those, you know, oily foods um, you want to steer away from because it's not going to help your process of getting back in mucus of course definitely stay away from mucus forming foods like Dr. Sabi said um, and I'm paraphrasing I believe said he says there's only one disease and that's mucus right or, or yeah one illness and that's mucus so you want to do everything to stay away from anything that um, produces phlegm in your body mucus forming foods you know the cheese you know the grains and you know the 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 starchy foods and all that so this is key um so what we eat plays an important part and i know many people know this i'm not trying to preach to the choir but in light of what we're seeing now happen because honestly within the end of 2021 to the beginning of 2022 I personally have come across more people being sick than the a year before that 
you know um, at least in my area now I know that's maybe different from some other people I know probably in the be- beginning of the pandemic you know a lot of people they knew were you know getting sick or dying and things of that nature but um me as far as me like this I'm seeing more people that like I know either I know them or I know somebody who knows them like it's 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 kind of eerie right now and so it looks like a lot of the situation you know is not going to get better it's going to get worse before it gets better so those of us who are more conscious we have to be mindful of it we have to be um, vigorous in how we treat our body and the first part of treating our body is treating the mind the mind and the emotional part of ourselves to be able to fortify ourselves basically like they say in the bible put on that armor of god well that armor of god is not just you know you believing uh in jesus christ that armor of god is fortifying your your spiritual body and we're going to get in more into that in the second half when we speak about you know the different um subtle bodies the human being so we can kind of get into that and what we can do to fortify that and get more in tune with that vibration because that's going to be key that is key it always was but it's now more it's, it's now that more than ever that we need to be honest about being mindful of that you know for those who've been on it since day one salute to you you know salute to you you know um but also be mindful of this and i'm gonna i may touch into this more but what a lot of people don't know is that some of our best healers it's as strange as it may sound to heal yourself is actually more difficult than to heal another person and that sound that may sound totally erroneous asinine nonsensical but there's something to it um for example and this may you know this may make people feel the wrong way but Dr. Sebi died of pneumonia you know what I'm saying um which is no slight at him because even Noble Drali was diagnosed as dying of pneumonia. Catch what I'm saying? And he had herbs. He had the um, the tea compound, the mineral oil. He he himself was a healer. He had he had products back in the 1920s, way before you know Dr. Sebi came on the scene. Dr. Sebi gave Noble Drali great honor. So you know, law governs all defense all events it's not strange there's parallels to the two men in that regard you know um dr layla africa died at the age of 74 if i'm not mistaken you know and he was a health advocate for decades meanwhile there's people who've been living over 100 years old who eat bacon that's a fact (laughs) you catch what i'm saying well, believe me, check it out. I saw an article of this woman 
who who ate bacon and she was over 100 years old you know um my great aunt uh, aunt lena you know she lived to be 106 i think now she did eat a lot of kale i know that for a fact but i don't know her diet but I never heard that she was a, a raw foodist. <laughs> I never heard from anybody like, oh, she don't eat this, don't eat that. Like, she she enjoyed herself, you know, within within her bounds of moderation. And I think that's what happens as you get older. You become more moderate in your enjoyment. But, you know, I never heard about her being uh, on an alkaline diet. She didn't advocate that or anything like that. What she did do, I noticed one thing that you kind of pick up when you see these stories on people who live past 100. And and also, I can speak for my Aunt Lena, is that she always had a positive attitude. She, she loved people. She always had kind words to say about people. She didn't stay angry, you know. There may be things that made her angry, but she didn't stay angry. She operated out of love. And that helps in your longevity for those who want to live long. And you should live as long as you ought to, not as long as you can. But we'll get into the second half on that in just a moment. Now, I said I was going to read um, from some parts of my book what is the higher self so I will do that now and one of the things I spoke about in the first half was pertaining to your emotions and your it's key to be in control of your emotions and that ties into the soul so I'll read the following what the question what is a soul Answer, it is important to define exactly what a soul is. Soul can be classified as one's emotional body. In psychology and philosophy, emotion is a subjective, conscious experience described by psychophysiological expressions, physical reactions, and states of mind. Emotion is usually connected with mood, temperament, personality, disposition, and motivation. To put it simply, emotion is energy in motion. E equals motion. E equals MC squared. It is through the soul that one has compassion for all other life. Ruh is an Arabic word meaning soul and it is related to the Hebrew word ruach or ruah. The word ruh appears in several verses throughout the great Quran of Muhammad right and I'll just read one of them okay so one of them is the following and I'll read it in Arabic and then I'll read it in English so this is Al-Quran the 21st Surah the 91st Ayat where it says Thuma Sawahu Wanafaha Fihi Min Ruhihi Wajaala Lakumu 
Asama Wala Basar Wala Fidata Kalian Ma Tashkoruna which says and translates as then he made him complete and breathed into him of his soul and made for you the ears and the eyes and the hearts little is it that you give thanks okay so this is in relationship to or connects kind of um back in the circle seven where it talks about becoming a living soul and also in Genesis chapter two verse seven where he said man breathed into uh, and God breathed into man or the Lord breathed into man uh, I'm paraphrasing let me go back and the Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul so in that context right um, we are speaking about how the soul is an integral part of the higher self okay Um, even in the 58th sort of in the 22nd verse it states that Allah strengthened, strengthened humans with a soul from him right so it's talking about Allah strengthening man with a soul which clothes the human spirit because remember in the circle 7 it says that the uh, specifically that the higher self is human spirit clothed with soul made in the form of Allah right and so I believe that's the sixth verse of chapter three in the circle seven but with that said okay we get that takes you back into the first chapter of the circle seven which says time never was when man was not if life of man at any time began, a time would come when it would end. The thoughts of Allah cannot be circumscribed. No finite man can comprehend things infinite. All finite things are subject unto change. All finite things will cease to be because there was a time when they were not. The bodies and the souls of men are finite things and they will change. Yea, from the finite point of view, the time will come when they will be no more. But man himself is not the body nor the soul, he is a spirit and a part of Allah. Created fate gave to man, to spirit man, a soul that he might function on the plane of soul. Gave him a body of flesh that he might function on the plane of things made manifest. Why did created fate give to spirit man a soul that he might function on the plane of soul? Why did created fate give to soul a body of flesh that he might function on the plane of things made manifest? So it's important to note that the soul allows the spirit man to function on the plane of soul, which is of a higher vibration than the plane of things made manifest, that is, the physical plane. Thus, the higher self functions on the higher planes of existence. 
as opposed to the lower self that is the carnal self or the body of desires which functions or vibrates on the lowest plane of existence which leads to the next question what is a plane so the answer to that is that in metaphysics a plane is a realm of vibratory consciousness I'm going to repeat that in the in the in the area of metaphysics if you study metaphysics you realize you learn that a plane is a realm of vibratory consciousness um and I'm making that point because there are those who have an issue with that definition or maybe I should say I I've come across maybe a couple of people who took offense to that um because it wasn't in their paradigm of their teachings but again I'm going to leave that where that's at. So going on, a plane other than the physical plane is manifested as a sublime state of consciousness that goes beyond the apparent physical universe. It is commonly mistaken that planes are layers or of energy or subatomic matter that is positioned above and or below each other. In actuality, planes are uniquely interwoven to the point that one cannot distinguish the boundaries between them. It is likened to a wide band cable that simultaneously carries multiple frequencies of electromagnetism. Each plane consists of subplanes, right? And that's that's just a fact. So now in metaphysics, it is acknowledged that there are seven ether planes, okay? And I go a little deeper into it um, in my book, How Many Days Are in the Circle? So this includes the planes of the plane of things made manifest or the physical plane. In the great Quran of Muhammad, the seven ether planes are referred to as the seven heavens. According to the Islamic mystic uh, known as a Sufi, uh, the teachings of the Sufi, I should say, the prophet Muhammad peace and blessings be upon him, perform what's known as Al-Isra Wal-Maraj, right? which is the night journey and the ladder. Maraj meaning the ladder. Al-Maraj meaning the ladder. Okay? So that kind of ties in with the whole Jacob's ladder thing, right? 12-step ladder. So you always have the, the symbol of the ladder symbolizing ascension. Okay? So keep that in mind. Which, now this this story includes his journey through the seven heavens by way of astral projection. The word heaven is employed in the English translation of the Arabic word sama'a. The plural form is samawat, which is a cognate of the Hebrew word shamaim which literally translates as sky. And that you find in the book of Genesis. We're talking about the heavens and the earth. You get Shamaim. Okay? Now, this translation also coincides with ether, which means pure air. Literally means pure air or, or sky. Right? Aethios. Aethia. Right? From the Greek. In the great Quran of Muhammad, chapter 71, verse 15, it states, uh, 
ان العربي كز اللام توراه كيف خلق الله سبع سماواتين تبقان which translates see you not how allah have created seven heavens and layers right so you can catch that saba meaning seven like nukuzu saba the seven principles right so this concept of seven heavens goes back to a form of kabbalah which is of course hebraic mysticism this kabbalah is known as makaba kabbalah makaba kabbalah focuses on visions like the ones in the book of ezekiel chapter 1 the hebrew word makaba which translates as a thing to ride in or a cart comes from the um consonantal root resh ka beth right those three letters meaning to ride also according to um credo mutwa right the great credo mutwa who recently passed not too long ago uh who was a sangoma right that is a spiritual healer right some would say a shaman okay from the zulu tribe in south africa according to him the word makaba is a zulu word meaning dimensional vehicle so there's a connection between the word makaba in the kabbalah as translated in hebrew and also the word makaba in the zulu language see so the expressions of makaba kabbalah have been found within the dead sea scrolls and i speak about the dead sea scrolls in my book who is elohim so the plane of soul is of a slower vibration than the spirit plane as described in the first chapter of the circle 7 which i spoke about before right um also you got to realize in the in the circle 7 one of the things it says that i didn't go into it says and these soul attributes became a body beautiful a multitude of lessons man must learn upon the plane of soul and here he tarries many ages until his lessons are all learned upon the boundary of the plane of soul the ether began to vibrate slower still and then the essences took on a final garb the perfume and odors and the true sensations and all the love clothed in flesh and man was clothed in flesh right so that's that final garb again i was talking about the bot the vibration the ether becoming dense that's the fall of man as i mentioned before so it is important to note that the plane of soul is a realm where one must learn a multitude of lessons i'm going to relate this to health right when so there's trials and tribulations in life right uh you know in traditional western marriages when people take their vows one of the things they say um do you take your lawfully this woman as your lawfully wedded wife um to love and protect her something like that through sickness and in health so it's already 
is already accepted there's going to be times of health and there's going to be times of sickness there's going to be times of happiness there's going to be times of sadness it's going to you feel what i'm saying good times bad times those are cycles that of life you catch what i'm saying and also realizing that there's a lesson to be learned in the downtime in the clouds right um, what's that song by Boys and Men? Sunny days, everybody loves them. Tell me, baby, can you stand the rain? You know, but rain doesn't last long. Eventually, you know, the sun comes back out or the sun appears out because the sun never was out. It was just not visible. So that's kind of like the way it is with life, the kind of way it is with health what you have to make you whole always existed there you always had the ability to heal yourself you just wasn't connected with there man and the divine are one but he debased himself just to gratify his lower self so if you look at the divine the omnipotent by whatever name you call that right you realize that that is the source of all that's all that's well, all that's positive, all that's, you know, vibrant, right? Gratifying the lower self, putting, doing more for the carnal self, the carnal body, the body of desires than you do for your spiritual self causes the disconnect. And then this ease seeps in because that's what disease is. This ease, not being at ease. Again, we talked about the harmonium, right? The higher self is the mother of virtues and the harmonies of life. Being at ease with people, being in harmony with people, being tranquil, being at peace, right? State of solitude. That's why meditation is important. That's why deep breathing is important. You know, um, these things are important. So, you know, I'm just going to continue on, you know, um, I'll go into page 21 of the circle, um, not the circle seven, page 21 of uh, my book, What is the Higher Self? And it says, it actually takes many ages of time, not months, years, or decades to learn these lessons. Speaking about the lessons on the plane of soul. That fact alone tells us that while the soul of man is finite and subject unto change, it does have a very long lifespan. According to the Sufi adepts, the soul is a part of something known as Alatif Asita. The question, what is Alatif Asita? And the answer is Alatif Asita, which translates as the six subtleties, are metaphysical sensors of sensory and extrasensory perception, or what is known as ESP, as explained in Sufi teachings. So Alatif Asita are considered to be parts of one etheric self in the same way that glands and organs are part of the physical body. So drawing from the great Quran of Muhammad, right, Al-Quran, many Sufis classified nafs, spirit, kalb, spiritual heart, seer, which is known as the um, arcanum, subtlety 
ruh, soul, khafi, Latin subtlety, and akhfa, which is the obscure subtlety, as alatif asita. So similar concepts in other spiritual systems include the sephira, right, which is Hebrew for enumeration of the Kabbalah. And then you have the concept of chakra in Buddhism and Hinduism. Now question, what is a chakra, right? And the answer is in Buddhism and Hinduism, a chakra is an energy point in the subtle body. Now, I'm going to pause there. Energy point in the subtle body. You have energy centers, okay? So I'm going to try to make it as as simple as possible because many of you have heard the term chakras, chakras, and you're familiar with that. Some of you are very astute in that. But I'm going to, at this point, try to make it as simple as possible, you know, um, because I know it is something that can be very confusing to people who are not uh, familiar with it. So I want to try to make it as simple as possible. I really want to make it as simple as possible um, in terms of the this particular concept because we need to know about the actual um, the actual things that actually help us and are applicable if that makes sense because if you don't then what happens is we'll get caught into we'll be caught up more into what sounds great as opposed into what is actually applicable so this deals we're we're going to use the word energy centers or psychic centers right so there are many grades of psychic energy okay now now to notice psychic energy right there's emotional energy okay there's different forms of energy but the psychic energy again is dealing with that subtle body that subtle energy right so i'm going to use the term psychic energy for this for this conversation there are many grades of psychic energy at first only the lowest grades those nearest to physical energy can be acquired and employed so that means the low forms like those those that are connected the etheric energy like that are closest to the physical those are the ones we can easily access and easily use okay and even with mental energy it's the same you have lower mental frequencies and higher mental frequencies we're more apt to easily access the lower mental frequencies but as you work with energy and you gain more energy and there are techniques that you can use to develop those energies right um your psychic centers begin to develop so when you say when we use the term chakras we're going to use the term psychic centers in place of that okay so these they're like transformers so these transformers of energy 
for that's what they are, then begin to ever increase. They begin with ever increasing efficiency to put out more and more high grade energy. So that's why they talk about the chakras. Like if you, you know, your chakras are not open and the energy is low, you know, get the energy up, right? So as you work with this energy, you'll be able to um, develop more and more. There's actually a um, cartoon that gives a great demonstration, believe it or not, about the chakras. Um, Avatar, the cartoon Avatar. And you may be able to see a clip on it in social media flowing through social media. And it deals with the aspect of, of water, right, to kind of give the example. It's a great breakdown, very simple. So you make this energy available to you to manipulate and use for your benefit. Okay? So it is very important, right, that we work this energy to develop ourselves. Okay? Um, Once you get over a certain self-consciousness, you can use this energy to manipulate the matrix around you, okay? But you have to get past the ego and a lot of other filters that are in the mind, right? Um, And for those who checked out my um, interview with the copper child, Michael, we spoke about Dr. Strange, And that story, that movie, and that dialogue is kind of where I'm getting at. To know that there's another world. And, and, you know, of course, the Matrix as well. Um, Really, the Matrix and Doctor Strange are very similar in in that regard. That there is another world, another realm of reality that you can tap into and... You know, if you if you're in control, if you're disciplined, you can actually manipulate. Okay, so so these are certain things we have to grasp in that concept. Um, now, once you comprehend and have confidence in your ability to exert force, and this also includes with healing. Now, this applies to the healing. Okay you'll be able to exert um, exert force at a distance and then learn how to proceed to learn about higher psychic energy and how to employ it. So, as I've spoke about before, you have um, certain disciplines such as Qigong, Tai Chi, and Reiki, right? And which deals with what's called Chi. And that's that energy, right? That energy we're speaking about. In Reiki, they have certain levels of of attainment. I'm going to use that term, right? In these levels of attainment, one of the highest levels of attainment is the ability to heal people at a distance, remotely, where you don't have to be up on them, right? You can send the energy out. We do it all the time. You know, Christians do it all the time. Oh, my aunt, she's not feeling well, about to go in the hospital please send your prayers and your positive energy and then sure enough this happens in social media yeah I'm sending positive energy 
um, sending, you know, love, warmth. You know, my prayers are out to the, to the sister. I hope she's well. And depending on the intensity of it and the sincerity of the hearts of those who send that out, that person does end up being healed. I bear witness. I've, I've actually applied that, you know, for one of my relatives. You know, it actually works. Why? Because energy has no boundaries. There's no distance. It doesn't operate in the same way as the physical. Those refined energies. You can send a thought out to somebody and help them. You can send somebody, you know, you send thought somebody out to them and hurt them. But that's where the purity of the heart comes in. Right? So just put that in there since we're talking about healing i'm going to focus on the healing aspect you can use this energy for many things but we're speaking about healing so the unknown is always discovered through the known this is the way we learn so to acquire a new skill you have to learn a new technique you must start with something simple that you already have learned comprehend and are familiar with familiarity breeds content so you have to be familiar with something and then expound off of that. That's how we learn. You deal. That's why I always, when I when I have these conversations, I always start off with a reading from the Circle Seven because I'm giving you something that many of my audience, not everybody's familiar with, but I know my core audience, at least in the states, they're familiar with these lessons somehow some way because of my teaching in person in many different circles and them there being of the Moorish paradigm and I'm using that just that term loosely so from that point onward we may progress into uncharted waters but we learn by doing not just by not just thinking about it you have to apply this this has to be applicable we never get something from nothing. This means we must work for and earn the psychic development we seek, the consciousness, the elevation, the enlightenment that we seek. We have to work for this. It's not just study. It has to be application. It's not just reading. Okay? You know, we have may have read all these books, these scriptural books, but you have to put in the work. Um, and when it comes to healing, you have to put in the work um, and Western society is geared towards us relying on someone outside of us to get make us whole either something or some one usually that someone is the doctor and that something is a pharmaceutical pill um, uh, a jab a chemical something inserted in us some type of therapy chemicals etc but we have it within us we just have to put in the work to develop the energy within us so we can heal ourselves and also heal others so i just want to bring that home i thank you all for listening and tuning in and until next time i end off with peace and love